Hey Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. Um, I'd like to take a moment real quick to kind of clear up some things and also to kind of once again remind you all. Um, one, if you guys have joined the podcast down the road, remember I've been doing this for three years. So some people have actually kind of gone through the journey of me teaching and also seeing how I've grown and how uh, things that had happened to me back in 2019 and even 2020 and even a little bit before that. And yes, there is growth. And so if if there's something that you kind of notice and, and it just seems like I'm like chasing after something or I'm pushing something and you're not understanding why, please just come to me. You can you can email me. You can you know reach out to me through Facebook and just ask questions because I don't. I'm not speaking out of anger, frustration, or anything like that. Um, my goal with this is just like the first couple episodes in the beginning, uh, there is a purpose behind doing the podcast. My, my goal is to help men know that men struggle, that men have hardships, that men have things going on in their life and they're all on different levels, different points in life, different roads and different situations, but they need to know how to take the scriptures and actually live it for their life. I mean, that's the whole point of discipleship and mentorship and menteeship and, and being a follower is learning how to take what we're supposed to be doing and applying it into, into the, into our lives. And that's how, you know, what I do, for myself and the best way to relate to you guys is to connect with you guys with my battles in some ways and, and my situation in some ways so that you can see growth in me as well as understand where I'm coming from. So please, you know, if anybody has questions, they're like, you know, I don't understand, you know, why you're focusing on this. It, remember it's, there's a lot of guys that are listening to this. So everybody's in different parts of their journey and their walk. And even myself. So, you know, if there is some things you're kind of curious, just go back in the beginning. You can listen from the beginning if you want. I mean, I was not very comfortable. I was very nervous. Like doing this was a scary thing for me. And one is because I'm I'm a nobody. And two, uh, you know, after what happened to me, I didn't think anybody would care about anything I would have to say. And God has been showing me He can use me in any way possible. So. I'm grateful and excited for what he's doing, but at the same time, there is a journey that's kind of gone in the process for Warrior Within. And the second thing is also, once again, Discord community. Um, man, it has grown quite a bit and is gotten a lot more chattier than it has been. Um, trying to help it kind of, you know, kind of grow in some sense. However, to be clear, it is a network for growth. Is not going to be the place where I would like to see men's ministry grow from. In a sense, I'm talking, I'm hoping that this will be an encouragement, a place for all of you guys, wherever you are in the United States or Canada, overseas, wherever it is that you're living, that you can take what you're hearing and figure out how to apply it to your life and even reach out to the other guys. Hey, hey, you know, what are you guys doing? How are you reaching the men in your area? How are you creating? you know, men's ministry sort of Bible study group, because we've had a couple guys 
who have joined and one who's like basically new to the walk and he is starting a men's ministry and, and 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 it's just incredible to watch and i'm hoping that things will come together we have another gentleman who uh feels like god's calling him to start a church in his area and we have another gentleman who's already had a men's group started and just wants to continue to grow and 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 build it up in the way he that god wants it to be so there is a lot going on it just doesn't have to be you know within warrior within because that's not the point behind it i'm not looking for all you to to join the group to be a part of what god is doing with me in the podcast but i want you to be a part of a network of men who are also struggling, who are also having a hard time, who are also growing in a faith, who are also trying to learn how to be better men of God, who want to be warriors for God, who want to change their family as leaders, who want to impact their church and and be a part of their communities for Christ. So please, you know, if you haven't joined, that is the main point of the Discord. Uh, it, it Not everybody's going to stay after a while, maybe as things grow for them where they're at. As they find a place where they need to do, they may not be as active, and that's okay, because the whole point is to give men a place to come to, and be real, to be connective, to sharpen iron where where iron needs to be sharpened, and just see it happen. So anyway, so the other thing too is uh, if you haven't joined the page, I did. You know, I do have Echo Life Ministries Facebook page. And there I am putting videos, uh, like small devotionals, like every other week, and they're not as long as the podcast. However, um, the other part is I would love for you guys to be a part of the page and and to share things from there because my wife does a lot of work trying to give out information, YouTube videos that are supportive and discipling and growing people in the faith and, and in book suggestions and, and songs and, and theological stuff that she could find. And that's what she does, you know, for the church and the future of where, you know, Echo Life will be, you know, that that's where we're at right now. And I, we need to get, you know, the stuff out there because there's so many videos that she has put out that it's stuff I've talked about, but two other people are talking about and it'll help with your walk and it'll help you to understand what to see, what to be, what to be noticed, you know, to work on your faith, to help on your walk. So please, 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 if you're on Facebook, go that way. I, the, the videos I do are on YouTube. Um, you can look up, I believe is Echo Life ministries and you'll find it you can look up maybe warrior within um as well i'm not sure how how it's connected but both all my videos for warrior within will be on that all my videos for echo life will be a part of that in that youtube so please you know subscribe join uh if you like what you're hearing you know i'm trying my best you know i noticed because another concern was this last week i tried to do the new song music but people were saying telling me in private that it was very uh distracting so i'm going to just go back to the way i've been doing it um i'm disappointed because i really love that song or that that yeah well there's a song it's just that i could see why my wife even said well it could be just it's just too upbeat and it's kind of could be distracting so you know i'm sad that it's not going to be what i wanted but in some sense maybe god will bring another song down the road it isn't so overbearing i guess um, so thank you for letting me know. Uh, it, it, I'm not sad. I'm not mad at you guys who told me, or sad at you guys. I'm just, I'm just sad that I, you know, I, I really love that song. 
So yeah, so this is a little bit longer intro, but we're going to be talking about, so this podcast may be on the longer end than the shorter end, but this this kind of came up, you know, someone had mentioned Discord how they would like to see maybe a series on the Beatitudes. So I've been kind of thinking about it the past few weeks, and I'm going to try this. I've never done a series on the Beatitudes, so this is going to be new for me, so bear with me. Um, however, you know, God's good and God is good all the time and he's kind of put this together. So that being said, um, we're going to start off with the Beatitudes in Matthew five. And if you could, you go to Matthew five, you'll see that, you know, it's also known as the Sermon on the Mount and you'll notice that, you know, uh, it has blessed be whatever all, you know, on those verses. But if we go to the first verse, which was very neat to listen to or read, is seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, the disciples came to him. So in other words, there were so many people that he had to go a a bit higher so that way he could teach. So that means like everybody's you know knowing about what Jesus has been doing. They're hearing and they're, and they're seeing people change in front of them. They're seeing healings. They're they're seeing all this stuff, and and they really want to hear this man speak. You know, some of them may know who he is. Others may be so curious they want to know who he is, and it's just really exciting. So the first beatitude is blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. This one was very interesting because usually when people hear the word poor, they automatically think money poor or po- poverty or you know lower social class. And so they really focus on that word poor too much to the point where they don't actually go and research and understand that poor in spirit is also, in other words, kind of humble in spirit. So if we were to literally go and take poor in spirit, um, It's like the titling of what this is going to be called. Beatitudes, Honest Confession. Now, most people, when they see that titling, they think this is about an honest confession. But however, poor in spirit means honest confession. So it's, it's basically, literally, you are having an honest confession of your morals and your virtues it's a true form of repentance of sin to God by understanding our sin nature, understanding who we are and how broken we are and how messed up we are. And we are willing to get down on our knees and lay prone before the God of heaven. It's a, it's a humble position knowing we don't deserve anything from God because of how great and piety, powerful and almighty God is. You see, we have a faith, and, it, and it's, it's it, but this faith that we're having in who God is by being the poor in spirit or poor of spirit is beautiful, genuine, and sacrificial. See, the idea is that those that are considered these blessed ones are not seeking praise or glory or fulfillment in their walk with God. To be clear, they're not, they're not chasing after the pride of faith, but the true faith that they're supposed to have, which is humbling, 
and giving and sacrificial. Our human nature wants people to recognize our spiritual value. You know, think about it. We always, in our, in our, especially as men growing up, when we would compete, we want people to recognize how good we are in whatever it is that we're competing in. Sports, hunting, you know, some guys, you know, might be, you know, homework and tests, you know, they want to be those straight A's to be noticed, you know, nerds that play, you know, games of all types from tabletop to even those now of us that play video games. You know, we play those games because we want to be the best. We play those games because we want to be noticed. We play those games to have the highest KDR. We want to play the games because we want to be good players. We want to play the games because we want to be recognized by colleges and universities. And, and it's just a part of that nature of man to compete and win. And if you're wondering where else you see it all the time, all you have to do is pull out your smartphone and look on Facebook, Twitter, which is now X, Instagram, and even YouTube, Twitch. Anything that has any form of streamers or entertainers that present whatever it is that they're doing on there, they want fans, they want to be noticed, and they get donations. They become rich, they become noticed, they get recognized by even people from Hollywood, from um, politicians, to just people all over the United States and the world. And the thing is, like, if you actually have ever noticed, if you spent time listening to any of these YouTubers, you know. You see, it could be these rich people donating all this money to them. They get sponsors from big companies. But then you notice like the smaller donations where these people that probably hardly have anything are willing to give them money. And I hear stories like it's kind of like it's testimonials from these YouTubers when they read out what people say when they donate. I, I've heard people, you know, I was about to commit suicide, but I was watching, you know, one of your streams and it saved me. You know, I, you know my wife left me and I watched your streams and, and, and it helped me through it. I broke my leg and I didn't, couldn't do much. So I watched your videos and it helped. So even though in some sense, they're, they're not God honoring stuff going on. It still impacts people, which made me realize, are we really living that type of life? Or are people that are lost? Can someone look to you and say, you know, you're very humble and you're very caring. You're very loving. You're very patient. You have a kindness about you. Why, why are you like that? You see, I think it's actually harder to find Christians these days. You could go in, into a, a, a group of people and you could see the same characteristics in lots of different people, but you wouldn't be able to recognize whether they're a Christian or not because Christians act like the world just as much. Well, what do you mean? I go to church. Yeah. But do you live the life like you're supposed to outside of church? Or are you running around cussing like a pirate, just like your friends do, but you go to church? 
See, a humble heart, someone who's humbly standing before God, a poor in spirit, is recognizing how wretched they are, how broken they are. And these millionaires, streamers, are making tons of money by entertaining. And yet we're sitting back because we're afraid to humble ourselves. We're going to take a really quick break right here, and I'll be continuing right after the little bit of silence and the commercial, of course. So we continue on. This made me start thinking about a story. I was, I was trying to look through stories, trying to find something. I found an article that mentioned the story, but it's a story be between the tax collector and the Pharisee. And if you go to Luke 18, it's 9 through 14 is the whole story. In the States, he also told his parable to some, actually it's a parable, not a story, but a parable, some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So in others treated others less than them or felt that, hey, I live a very good life, but they don't. And I'm grateful that I do. And I'm grateful that they don't type of deal. It's kind of one of those. It's really interesting. Anyway, verse 10 says, two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, if any of you don't know, tax collectors are not loved by people and not respected by people and are known for stealing, cheating people out of taxes, and no, it's not the IRS of today. However, they were known for what they did, were the point where in the Roman Empire, Roman soldiers and even sergeants, officers were uh, responsible to make sure the tax collector got to their posts, got the money, escorted them back to whoever is in command in the area, and they had to basically make sure nobody killed them or tried to steal from them or broken. And if anything were to happen to them, they would get in big trouble though. They would find another tax collector to continue the process. So overall to have an understanding tax collector wasn't like, you know, the honest man that people would think. Right. And the word humble wouldn't be a word that would come with it either. However, there's also the Pharisee who is known for appearing to look like the part, appearing to be godly, appearing to be one who follows the standards of God. So, now we go to verse 11. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus. In other words, he prayed this. God, I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing afar off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And this is Jesus. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So in other words, if you go back, the Pharisee was basically boasting about his, his appearance of being basically a Christian. 
or someone who is so-called righteous. And a lot of times this is depicted as being self-righteous and vainglory because he was wanting everybody to recognize his, his glory of being basically godly or righteous. And we're not supposed to be boasting about our righteousness. We're not supposed to be putting other people less. Like I, I've run into Christians who basically said, if I wasn't reading my Bible every morning and praying for at least 15 minutes a day, that I wasn't as spiritual as they were. And so my word value had less value because they spent more time in scripture than I did. And this was in high school. This was young adulthood. I was hearing young men and young women saying this. You see, there's something not right when you start seeing people speak like that. And that's why, you know, that last verse is very important because like the second half says for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I don't know about you, but I rather understand what humility is before God humbles me. I'm going to be very clear. You know, I want you to think about that statement for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I would rather have like study, learn and, and, live my life the best I can to be humble because I would not want God to humble me because if, if God's going to humble me, it is not going to be easy road. And it's it, sometimes it could be you falling flat in your face, you know, cause all he has to do is take away that glory, whatever it is that you, you hold precious that makes you appear to be that person that's godly and righteous but you really are not in the inside. You're dirty and broken. And, and I'm not talking about broken as in what we use for broken, but broken as you're not following God. You're following yourself. You're following the world. You're being like the world. And if you can't recognize that following the world is not helping you walk in humility, you need to stop and rethink about this. We're not supposed to look act be like the world We're supposed to be or in spirit supposed to recognize that yet we are sinners saved by grace and we need to live with that understanding but be excited because we know who saved us and we know you know god has a plan for us we know that there's more to this world that God has planned to be, to use us for his will and his glory. The key thing is, are we seeking out his glory or are we seeking out our glory? Because we're supposed to be like the tax collector. We go to Ephesians four, one through three. And I believe I probably used this in the past, but I, I find this very good reminder, especially with talking about what we've been talking about. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in the matter worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So we have been called for something. And this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. We're called to be doing something. It's with all humility 
and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So a lot of what this was talking about for being poor at spirit is actually talking to the more of the, the believer to other believers. But it also is talking about how we should treat unbelievers. Yes, we may be walking with the Lord, but we should not be treating those who do not know Christ as less. In fact, we should be chasing after them to discover the gospel message of who Christ is. Because we're supposed to be humble, we're supposed to be gentle, we're supposed to be patient. We should be eager to love other people and want to keep that unity of the Holy Spirit for the bond of peace, for peace. So in other words, with other believers, we're not supposed to be arguing, fighting, and and having these discussions that destroy or hurt each other's character or attacking each other in a way that isn't pleasing to Christ and it isn't bringing a peace. And this peace is not necessarily meaning nothing, like nothing happening. It's just a peace of unity to have that bond because the peace that we have is in Christ. So we're supposed to be unified with the understanding of who Christ is. It doesn't mean there won't be fighting. It doesn't mean there won't be discussions that hurt people's feelings. And there doesn't mean that we will always agree on everything. However, we should strive for that bond of peace. We should strive to maintain that unity of the Holy Spirit that binds us all because of who Christ did and what Christ did on the cross. However, we are supposed to be humble and gentle and patient, which I could tell you this, a lot of us, especially us men, you know, we fail at a lot of this stuff. We're not always gentle. We're not always patient. And we're definitely not always loving. You know, like we've talked about one of the struggles with man or men today is, you know, the confusion of the world trying to tell us we're, we're you know, we got to watch ourselves. We can't be too manly because then you're not emotionally enough. And then we have the other problem being too emotional and not manly enough. Remember, I, like I use the statement, <clears throat> the lion and the lamb, right? We're supposed to be fierce as a lion, but we're also supposed to be gentle as a lamb. Got to have both, both perspectives not one or the other. So the idea of being poor in spirit is understanding the humility that we're supposed to have before God, our creator, bowing down before him, knowing that we are not even worth looking up to who he is. But in return, living out a life that is godly, that is righteous, that is humbling, that is gentle, that is patient, that is loving, without having to boast about it, without having to glorify ourselves, to put others down. And this is why the bondage of building men together, building a community of men in your area is very vital. Because we men, we need that bond. We need that brotherhood connection. We need those times to be able to pray with other men. We do need that community just with men. 
because it will help us be better leaders. It will help us to be better fathers. It will help us to be better men, whether you're single or married. It will help us to be better at being men of God, to be warriors of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask you bless this conversation. I pray that you will use it to honor you, serve you, and and to create uh, these small. I, like Lord, what I would like to see is men stepping up to build men's ministries where they are at for their church, for their community, to impact men. Even I know many of them may be scared of this idea, but Lord, you can use them if they are willing. And I pray today they understand how to humble, humble themselves to you, recognize the weakness that they have, and ask for true repentance, genuine repentance, and honest confession of their faith and who they are before you, that they may stand boldly for you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you guys have a great week. I will see you next time, and God bless.